0: Welcome to Just One More Story, a weekly podcast featuring unique and interesting stories that are inspired by true and personal events. Some are thinking, why should I listen to this podcast? Well, to be perfectly honest, who better to tell a story than the person that wrote it? And in this case, that writer is me, your host, George Walters. With that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today I have another story lined up for you that I'm sure you will enjoy, especially if you like horses or are interested in how some of our young folks were taught years ago. Now, I'm not about to tell you how to raise your children. Don't think that. That's something that you'll have to do as a parent all on your own. It's just that some things in life I have found were taught in different ways. Hmm, how can I explain this in words that might make some sense? Okay, how about this? A teacher asked her class to punctuate the words, Woman without her man is nothing. The boys read it when finished as, Woman, comma, without her man, comma, is nothing. Then the girls wrote, Woman, comma, without her, comma, man is nothing. I'm not sure what the teacher thought of that, but I kind of think that being a woman, She might have sided with the girls a bit more than she did with the boys. However, it does go to show you that how we teach our young is important sometimes, which brings me up to the story today. I hope you enjoy Life's Lessons. Over the years, I have found that most of all things that I learned came from the mistakes I made. I did, however, also learn a lot from others that were older than me. Like my old dad said one time that everyone starting out in life needs a good foundation to be successful. And the three he said that helped him the most were, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the question will always be no. And if you don't look or move forward, you'll remain in the same place, missing out on things that shouldn't be missed out on. I have to admit, I kind of molded my life around them few words, maybe more than I needed, as every time I started a new business and it became successful, it seemed I moved on to something else. But I'm not complaining, things so far have turned out pretty darn good. One of the biggest and important things that I had to learn was being responsible, which came early when Jenny, my horse, entered my life. The thing was, when I did get Jenny, I soon found out that there were certain things that came along with her. You see, Reds and Laura, the folks that adopted me at the time, had reason built into the thinking, as this was going to be their way of teaching me responsibility. Right off, when Jenny arrived, Red said, Well, George, you got your horse, but fun isn't all that goes along with her. Oh, I realize that, Reds. Don't you worry none about that. I'll look after her real good. Well, she is here now, so you would better get yourself busy after milking and tear down that old pig pen at the one end of the barn and get the building a stall for her. I don't suspect we'll be having any more pigs for a while, and we can't leave her outside in the weather 24 hours a day. And also, the lumber you get from that pig pen you can use for the stall, so take it apart carefully, as we don't have the money to buy new lumber. And when you're done, wash the floors and the walls real good and put down some fresh straw before bringing Jenny in for the night. I will, I replied. I'll do a good job. Well, you'd better. I'll be back later on and see how you're making out. And with that, off he went, chewing on his old pipe, mumbling something that I couldn't make out. With that, I got busy, and surprisingly, I had a real nice stall fixed up for her by the end of the day. I even made it large enough for her to turn around in. Some folks don't like to do it that way, but I kind of thought that Jenny would like it better, which, as I found out later, she did. The first thing I noticed about Jenny, with me being a bit small at the time, is how big she was. I have to say that it took me some time to climb up on her back, but I found different ways, like climbing up on some bales of straw or a fence and then getting on, as I say, where there's a will, there's a way. The next thing was I had to get her used to me on her back, which took some doing. But eventually, she thought the saddle and me were just part of her, and never objected to me being up there. We actually became great friends, and there was never a time when I had problems that I couldn't go to her and chat for a spell. It was as if she knew, seemed to know if I wasn't feeling good, hurting her, had a problem, and she was always there for me, ready to listen. A couple things that Laura told me straight up was that if something should happen to Jenny and had to be put down, it would, it would lie right on my shoulders, and I would have to handle things all on my own. Or, if I took Jenny somewhere I shouldn't have, and she got hurt, the blame wasn't going to go to her, it was going to come right back to me. I sure didn't want to hear them things, but it was something that I knew I had to confront and getting settled in my own mind, which I did, but it wasn't easy to deal with, especially the part where I might have to put her down my own by myself. But around others, I, I was told that I had to show folks that Jenny was an animal, a smart one for sure, but she had to be respected or they could get hurt. The first thing I found was that folks had to realize that she was as scared as they were when they came around, that she didn't know them. I had to teach them to ease up and not surprise the horse and try not to be afraid or show their fear. The reason for that is that a horse can sense you being scared right off, which makes him really jittery. I also took it one step further than most and showed them the affection a horse could give its owner showing them what happened when I got close to Jenny, as every time I came close, she would lay her head over my shoulder and give me a nuzzle of her soft nose. I still did a bit blurry-eyed thinking about it. Other responsibilities were keeping Jenny fed and clean. I was taught to give her a rub down every day, and not just after I went for a ride, neither. I was also never to overfeed her, even though she might act like she wanted more, and always keep her stall clean. As Reg always said, How would you like to sleep in a room filled with smelly manure? Well, it made sense to me. Her saddle was to be kept well-oiled, and her blanket kept clean. Thinking about that, I can still hear Laura saying on washing day, George, I know what you're doing sneaking that blanket of Jenny's in with her other clothes. Get it out of there and wash it outside. But Laura, I would say, never mind, I don't want my dresses and things smell like a horse when I go to church or town. With that, I, well, reluctantly did what she said. Her bridle was never to be left lying around, it was always to be hung up and her bit washed at the end of each day. Red saying again, how would you like to have that in your mouth, not washed? I always made sure she had water, and I have to tell you, she could sure put it away and it didn't matter what time of year it was, neither. In the winter, there were many a day that you would find me out at the horse trough chopping a hole in it to get water for her every morning and night. If her legs got tired from riding, which I could tell by the way she was moving from one leg to the other constantly, I was taught by Reg to rub them with some special liniment his friend the veterinarian gave him and wrap them in some clean cloth that he always kept in a cabinet hanging on the wall. If she, if she got sick, which didn't happen often, I had to look after her and give her the incentive to get better. I do remember one time she ate something bad on one of our rides, and I had to sit with her for three nights till she got well. I even slept with her by the side in the stall. I was sure happy to see her feeling better, I think her being sick hurt my stomach more worrying than hers did from eating whatever she did. Going to the feed mill in town was a monthly happening for oats and things that I bartered for with the owner. He was quite a fella, and I am not sure whether he thought it was part of my learning or not, as he would never let me have more than what he wanted to give me. Although there was a time we fell upon some real hard times, and when I got home, I found an extra 50-pound bag of oats. He wouldn't let me pay for it, neither. I just said that if that bag got on my buggy, well, it must be mine, not his, and that was up. There were also many cold winter nights. I spent an hour or so throwing down extra straw with just enough light from an old kerosene lamp which hung on one wall close to where we went up into the haymow. It didn't give off much light, so... One had to be extra careful, not only careful in what I was doing, but careful in watching it as one spark or wrong move would make could prove disastrous. Luckily, all the years of living with Reg and Laura, that never happened. Another thing I had to learn about responsibilities, I found out one day at the fall fair. Every year we had a race, and the winner would get $100.00. I sure wanted to win that race, and I knew darn well Jenny could do it too. Red's advice, or a bit of wisdom, was for me to hang back away, and not overexerting Jenny, and then near the end let her give her her head and let her go. I was sure excited. When the time came and we were riding the wind, I did exactly what Red said, leaning down and whispered in her ear, telling her it was up to her now that I knew she could do it. She did it, too, moving ahead with no effort at all. It was like I was sitting in my rocking chair, and I could almost see see that brand-new hundred-dollar bill in my hands. It wasn't to be, though. as just as she took the lead lead, a short distance from the finishing line. Looking down, I noticed some blood on her right front ankle. Decisions raced through my mind, and for one instant, I thought I would let it pass. Just one instant, mind you and I then slowed her down to a walk and stopped. I got off and found it wasn't bad, it was just a scratch. I walked her to the starting line, with Reg and Laura almost running to see what happened. I told them that I'd seen some blood in one of Jenny's legs and decided I'd better stop. She is fine, though, I said, looking a bit sad, informing them that it was just a scratch. Well, said Laura, with a caring smile on her face, you're quite a man, George. Losing the race shows me that you have learned responsibilities. And with that, Red spoke up and said, You sure have, son, and we're so proud of you. You cared more about your horse than the hundred dollars. So proud. Looking at Laura, I seen tears running down her cheeks. And looking a bit closer, Red's eyes were blip blurry too. After hearing what happened, everyone at the fair gave me a loud cheer. If someone wouldn't have known what had happened, they would have thought I won the race. In one way, maybe I did. That night in the barn, when all was quiet, I sat down on a bale of hay in front of Jenny. Her big old head came down on mine, and looking closer, a big old tear rolled down her nose. Whether it was a wind from the day, some dust, or, or whatever, I cut my hands under her chin and said, you didn't lose today, my friend. You had them beat by a country mile. And hey, there's always next year. With that, I fed her a part buck of it oats. One more hug was given, and I called it a day. Yep, I guess I have learned responsibility, I said to myself quite proudly. and moseyed on over to the house, remembering, comma, that Laura had said she would have a piece of homemade pie waiting for me. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in eBooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.